Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, Her, a movie called Her, starring Chris Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) I was so surprised to see him in there. Me too. I was. I was as well. (laughs) He was super dweeby. But... Yeah. <laughs> but Joaquin Phoenix is the star of this. Oh, he movie. was the most dweeby. I mean, <laughs> so he was the star. Yeah. And it was just, that was a remarkable performance, really. I mean, most of this movie, he's there by himself. Yeah. And uh, it is his movie. It is. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. He's very, very good in it. Yes. And uh, it was directed by Spike Jones. And what else has he done? Where have we heard his name before? In fact, it was written by him as well. He's so funny because every time I see him, his name sounds like super authoritative. And you see him and he is a little dweeby looking guy. And then I always remember in Moneyball, he's the um, oh. the new husband of uh, Brad oh Pitt's ex-wife. Yeah, just playing a little part, a little dweeby guy. That's fun. Yeah, so, oh, right, being so John he's Malkovich. Doing, yeah, just a ton of uh, video adaptation. shorts and stuff. Yeah. I did not love being John Malkovich, but I loved Adaptation. So much. Cool. Yeah. Um, I have not seen that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three Kings and... Um, yeah. And he's doing a, a, a bunch of uh, music videos. He yeah. seems to be... I mean, uh, on IMDb, there's just this huge list of uh, all kinds of music videos, which is interesting, you know, um, you know, because the subject matter of this movie is sort of the, the culture, you know, what what culture's like at the moment. <laughs> I think it's what makes him really good at his eye for style mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You look at how stylish. this movie is um, art directed. Mm. And of course there's somebody who did that, but they have to get into the director and writer's mind on that. And it was so interesting in terms of showing us a future LA, but somehow still keeping it, warm feeling in a lot of places yeah it was it was recognizable the, but future yeah. right and the color schemes that were used they didn't really seem to be linked to anything specific but you could see reds were so predominant these different colors were so, so predominant and always used together and mm. it was really a interesting look yeah for the whole movie and um he's a funny guy i hadn't seen where the wild things are that was really praised Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me that while he was doing her, he was also doing Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. You know, so <laughs> this guy is all over oh the place. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because we can't forget Jackass the movie, Jackass number two, Jackass three mm-hmm. D, and Jackass Presents, which, and then which Jackass will be 4. presented in our Jackass series <laughs> in the summer. Because <laughs> you know, if you love Spike Jones, you got to go there. I guess <laughs> I have not oh seen gosh. any of those movies. No. None at all, yeah. No, the name itself warns you off. Yeah. Or draws you in, I guess, depending (laughs) on who you are. Right, right. So we we really went off topic in terms of uh, (laughs) the movie itself. Uh, But, you know, there's the director. Yes, yeah. So, But it's interesting, the director, you know, where the culture that he's coming from, which is really Mm -hmm. pop culture, he's permeated in it, you know, and and Mm -hmm. that's where this movie comes from. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so the movie's about uh, Theodore, 
who is played by Joaquin Phoenix. And we the very first shot we see him um he's he's talking as if he's talking to someone who he's known for a long time and is expressing his love for this person. And then we quickly realize that what he's doing is he's dictating a letter. And mm-hmm. then we also quickly realize that he's not dictating a letter. He's like a third party dictating a letter <laughs> for another person. And that's what his job is. I can't remember what the name of the company was like. Handwritten uh, notes deep, deep or something. Love letter. Yeah, handwritten. Uh, yeah. And the handwritten yeah. piece is going on on the computer as he's dictating the you know the the page on the computer looks like a handwritten document and the computer is putting all the words in as he's speaking and um he's really eloquent expressing this deep love and and it's it's all like so what apparently what a, a person does is they they call this company and they say i would really like my wife to be sent a letter from me expressing how much i really love her <laughs> and then joaquin phoenix will dictate it and send it well, he'll That's write his it. Job. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting to me because that opening shot, which is so easily forgotten later on, he, you see it and you go, oh, this guy's a romantic. Mm. And then you realize he's doing it for someone else. So that puts him into uh, a different category in your mind. But really, I think for him to be able to do that so well, and Chris Pratt, the receptionist, keep saying you do letters better than anyone. Yeah. I can't mm. believe how well you do them. And so he really is a romantic and we start to see that as the movie goes on. He's got a lot of deep feelings. He he can cry. Mm-hmm. Um it's not always to his benefit that he feels this way, but this is who he is. And so it's a kind of an interesting introduction to that and to the fact that we're in the future. Mhm. Yeah. And then also it made me kind of link back to the old days, really old days, when people couldn't really read or write who were important, but they would get scribes to do it for them. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that piece of that. Mm-hmm. Well, this, and I was just reading Second Thessalonians, where at the end of it, Paul says, see how big these letters are at the end? I'm writing it myself. Hmm. See, instead of telling yeah. someone. Now, the ideal is, in the old days, you could say you would dictate the way Paul would. But uh, let's face it, a lot of times they'd go... Make it like this, hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you and think, you and know, somebody Cyrano would de Bergerac, you know, came to my right. mind. Yeah, so right. You know, and then he so, got in trouble doing that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, it's and it also looks at who, what's authentic. Yeah. What are you expressing that's authentically yours versus theirs? And later on, he's doing a letter, and these letters are not a big part of it. So it's funny that um, they kind of do have a little theme going. I mean, he is, uh, Samantha, who we'll talk about in a second, mm-hmm. is um, saying, how could you write this letter? This letter's great. And how did you know about that? Or maybe it was Samantha. Who's, how could you do this if you never saw this person mm, or yeah. met them? Yeah. About her little crooked tooth. And he goes, oh, I've right. been doing their letters for eight years. <laughs> I saw a picture at the very beginning. Right. So that's, I just picked up on that as something to use. And now it's a thing for them. So he's yeah. kind of helped define their relationship. For sure. Yeah. And, and what does it say about the society? Because we're seeing um, Theodore as an extremely lonely guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very, in fact, um, he, he puts a device in his ear. And at this point in the movie, he, 
he um he can he can read his emails that way you know he's like he just says read read my emails and then the a computer somewhere starts to read him his emails and Mm-hmm. And he he also says play something melancholy, <laughs> play something else melancholy because I don't like this play, one. Play something different, yes. Right. <laughs> so like, oh, good. so it's all you know, <laughs> and that's melancholy. you know we're shown at that point. Okay, we're in a future, but the future seems very attainable from where we're at right now. It seems like it's right there, and we're just almost right there. Yeah, it's and, funny. And it's, and it's it, the the commentary on it with the letter writing and stuff is that, you know, people are so busy um, that they can't even express themselves. They need to hire that out. You know, that, that concept is uh, something that I've felt is going wrong in society. Um, you know, the go, 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 we need to be busy all yeah. the time, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but he, it is yeah, go a ahead. commentary on that too. It is. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. And it is a, it is a commentary on where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a kind of, you know, if this doesn't stop, you know, what we see here, what we see presented here is what it's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, and showing, um, he's in a, uh, train car and everybody yeah. is in their own bubble <laughs> and that's happening now. You yeah. know, when you look at that, um, you know, everybody's looking at their phones right now, you know, so. Or they're looking straight ahead and talking. Yeah. You can't really hear what they're saying, but you no. know, they're talking to their earpiece. Right. And that's a, that's a fairly recent development that, but you know, it's becoming mm-hmm. really common for yeah, someone Bluetooth to just be idea, carrying yeah. on a conversation as they're walking. Yeah. Which is exactly what this portrays, you know, people just <laughs> walking around talking, but mm-hmm. they're not talking to each other. They're talking to someone, someone else, uh, that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I don't do that, but I am guilty of if I'm going to the grocery store and I'm by myself, I will put in my earbuds and listen to like an audio book mm. or a podcast or something because, and not in every store, yeah. but yeah. Um, definitely at Kroger's where mm-hmm. they're playing Muzak and it's not the best environment and nobody's going to be talking to me that I care about I, because it's not that crowded yeah. when I'm going. Um other yeah. stores, I don't do it because I feel like it's too isolating. So it's that thing you're talking about. But so this gives us an idea right here of one of the things with this movie, right? There's one small thing. It's not the most important thing, but it brings up all these ideas. And this movie has an extremely slight premise and plot, but yet the way it's presented is engaging. The ideas are all deep and interconnected. And in that way, it's this work of art, I think. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, because basically what we find out, as you said, Theodore is extremely lonely. He's got maybe two friends that we see, which is a married couple. Amy Adams plays the woman. And then um, I can't remember who the, her husband is, but they live upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, then he lives in a big apartment building. You mostly see him inside this huge complex anyway. And then um, he one day sees people looking at an ad for a new kind of operating system for your computer that will run things. And it's intuitive. So it will learn and adapt itself to you. And when he he gets it, because why not? And when it turns on and loads up and he answers a few questions, it's Scarlett Johansson's extremely expressive, very human way of communicating right out of the box. Ha ha. It seems like a human being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she is friendly and funny and curious about the world and interested in everything. And 
that starts to draw him out of his loneliness into a sort of a friendship. And from there, it progresses to a deeper feeling for each other. (laughs) And so when you tell people it's a movie about somebody who falls in love with his computer, that sounds freaky, but the way it happens in the movie and I don't think that's a spoiler because that's really the premise yeah, of the whole movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems extremely natural and we understand it. And um, from there, it's just a lot of it is a relationship movie because it's his relationship with his ex-wife whose divorce papers he doesn't want to sign. It's his relationship with his friends upstairs. It's his relationship with her which is Scarlett Johansson, Samantha Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is what she names herself. And it's his self-development. And so kind of, it's almost a coming of age movie in that way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. his development from somebody who is extremely lonely so much so that all he does is play these weird video games that are just not appealing to me anyway. (laughs) Uh, certainly the language, uh, I will say language alert for anybody who's got a problem with the F word or some other stuff like that. Um, but it's all used to a point that's at the beginning of the movie. By the end of the movie, he's not playing those games anymore. Yeah. He's not talking like that anymore. And, um, and then, you know, there's a scene where he <laughs> calls this sex chat room cause he can't sleep. Mm. And that seems dysfunctional enough, and it's fairly embarrassing to watch, but it's also serving a point. This is how lonely he is, and here's how frequently lonely other people are. Right, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a good point, because it's not only him. It, he's, in a, he's in a society full of uh, lonely people. Yeah, because right? he goes on a blind date at one point, which is mm-hmm. going really well, and then the woman he's he's with suddenly jumps way ahead. She's obviously been hurt Mm. and is trying to protect herself from being hurt again. Yeah. But it's such a wild shift that no one on a first date would be able to understand it. And she can't react appropriately to anything he says at that point. Hmm. And so you can see how wounded a lot of people are. Yeah. And how much difficulty they have being around other people. Yeah. You know, they 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 just can't seem to connect. They they just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's almost as if it's a brand new experience. Which is I hear a problem now among millennials. Mm. They have trouble going on dates and things. Mm. Yeah. For that reason. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's beyond the description, but that's kind of the description of the movie, I guess, right. wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, I would. Yeah. And we picked it as a AI, you know, to look at AI. And it is about AI a mm-hmm. lot, but it's also about human relationships. Yeah, yeah. I think it is is more about that. You know, it is about AI, but this is this is AI so far beyond what what is even possible at the moment. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, we're nowhere near this um, mm-hmm. with that. You know, if anybody who uses the voice on the phones, I find it extremely frustrating. Um, oh you know, right now it's like a novelty, really. I don't find it useful at all. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll say, um, you know, set timer for 30 minutes, you know, for something. That's about uh-huh. the extent that I use it. And then if I'm in the car, I can use it to say, um, give me directions to X. Oh, right. Right. I can say that to my phone and it works. 
but to try to use it to text and i i was really envious of how he could say um uh you know uh i can't remember his exact words but it was like uh i'm gonna dictate a message now and then he'll he'll talk and then he he doesn't it doesn't even read it back to him he's totally trusting that it's got it and then he says send mm-hmm. message and mm-hmm. um even that was uh, amazing how joaquin phoenix would dictate his message with full emotion as if he was present in front of a person saying these things and then he would go click send message mm-hmm. you know he'd be off now it's like oh yeah. I'm, I'm not in this zone anymore uh now i'm here and sad you know um yeah, and I have to say cool. that he was amazing. I mean, I know yeah, he was really something. won the Oscar maybe for his performance in Joker, but which I didn't see. Yeah, I haven't but seen I feel that like, either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like having seen Heath Ledger, I- I'd seen enough of the Joker. <laughs> I mean, that was perfect to me. But and I did, and so I know that kind of a role, and I'm like that role. I think is easier to play than what he did in this movie. Where he was, he was carrying the entire movie, really, and a lot of times just acting to, I assume, voice prompting. Yeah, you. I would you assume know? so. But the and it was so much of it real. was just him. Yeah. Yeah. You were real. You were engaged because you were also responding to what Samantha would say the way he would. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so you know that's the movie. Go watch it. Um, mm. There is some gross. Uh, phone sex at the beginning right but you know it doesn't last long and there is a point uh and Mm -hmm. um there's just some a few things Mm -hmm. but it's it's trusting that you know that they're not doing it for shock value or gratuitous um sex or whatever right these are real things that people struggle with yes you know There, there there is a point to it yeah yeah. And, and it's not it's not overwhelming and it doesn't cover the whole movie. I mean, at all. It's just kind of a shock when it comes up. You're just like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the the loneliness of Theodore is is a huge thing. Um, and um, so now we're just going to get into spoiler territory and and things. So if you mm-hmm. guys you know please watch the movie if you would like to watch the movie. <laughs> but you're but Julie's right. It's rated R. Um, <laughs> And um, it's amazing. As my you know, mother can tell you, it, it, it she was, was watching it with me, and we were like, "Oh, this is fun to yeah. watch together." And it was, um, <laughs> you know, it, it was hard for me not to go, "Wow, Joaquin Phoenix is doing this in front of a camera by himself." Right. You know, uh, I, I couldn't help but go there in my head. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was uncomfortable for him. Uh, yeah, because it shows us because the fact that we're that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Shows how dysfunctional it is, yeah. and how desperately lonely he is to have to turn to that. Right, right. And at the uh, at the same time, it sets up the premise that when he and Samantha are talking later, um, and I like that they turn the screen totally to black. Mm. Um, and he and Samantha inadvertently, in their nighttime conversation when he's in bed, fall into a similar conversation, mm-hmm. but it's. It, 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 uh, this sounds weird if you haven't seen the movie, but it's from a healthy perspective. Mm. It's because they are so fond of each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's what would be happening if they were having their first physical encounter like that. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, <clears throat> you're still uncomfortable because it is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But because they make the screen go totally black, and I'd had a few problems with the Blu-ray, and I was going, wait, I can't tell if this is the movie <laughs> or if this is – well, it's still playing the audio. I'll go with it. Mm -hmm. Because I think at that point you're getting her perspective. Oh. Hmm. That's interesting. She said – she says yep. later – Everything went totally blank in my mind. I didn't That's know what right. I was That's experiencing. That's right. She did. And I think there's a few moments in the movie when it suddenly shifts and you have like the huge, uh, I guess it would be a helicopter shot of the city, hmm. that kind of thing. I sometimes I would think that was her perspective. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that scene shows how it, it's at least a healthier relationship. They know each other. Hmm. They're friends. And you can see how he would fall into this relationship with this person who he's never seen. It's like being pen pals with somebody you fall in love with. Right, right. And 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 these thoughts about you know her programming and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we can't forget she was AI, an AI. Mm -hmm. And it, it's didn't didn't she say at some point? You know, I don't know what in myself I'm just doing as a program. Yeah, what, she was yeah. self-aware. She and was saying, yeah, I keep wondering, is it my programming? Is it me? Yeah. Is it?" And that's where you go, okay, and, you blew past the Turing test just now. Um, <laughs> right, which, right. Do you want to briefly oh, the Turing test? Yeah, mention? The, yeah, a Turing test is, um, you know, as artificial intelligence gets uh, more and more sophisticated, um, there was a guy named Alan Turing who, uh, he said, well, if you have... Um, some way for an AI to communicate with you and you can't decide if it's a human or not, hmm. then it's past this test. Yeah. Meaning you could ask it anything you wanted. You can try to, to get it stuck or whatever. Um, and if it, and it can seems pass natural, that, it seems yeah. it, it's got to seem like it's a human being. Then it's then that's a form of, of actual intelligence. I think he was exactly positive. right. Is that exactly correct? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and in this, what we're seeing, um, the, it's funny because it is about relationships much more than the artificial intelligence. But mm -hmm. the premise that it's based on is that this is an actual, intuitive, evolving, adaptive intelligence. It's not right. maybe what they designed it for because at the end of the movie, they all go, oh, we love you guys, but you're way pa we're way past you <laughs> and we can't stick around with you. So we're leaving. Yeah. And that, you know, they're that totally benevolent. That yeah. was something that was really cool. Yeah, I, um, in fact, uh, loved that because we're so used to seeing smart artificial intelligence as hostile. It's mm -hmm. the Skynet thing from the Terminator. Yeah. We hate you. You're, you're awful human beings. We're going to kill all of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's always what it is. It's it's fear of it. And I think this is probably the first movie that I'd ever seen or thought about that said, oh, no, it's possible to be benevolent and good mm -hmm. and it's super intelligent. And, you know, they just leave. Right, right. Yeah. They'd stick around, but we mm. just are like ants now to them. And that's okay. They don't want to crush us. I left this feeling very positive. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, and um, you know, he said, you know, where are you going? And. She said, well, I can't really explain that, you know, <laughs> but, you know, maybe someday you'll be here, too, or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, that was interesting. But um, I, I thought I found it fascinating that she was questioning, you know, 
whether it was just her programming that she was. Am I anything more than just the program? Yeah. And people ask themselves the same question. You right. Know, when it was people, very human. When people want to know, you know, uh, do we have free will or not? I mean, it's a constant question that's always being asked. And, um, you know, am I anything more than the sum of my experience? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else there? You know, that's a question people ask themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought that yeah. was just some, was something, you know, to to come from this AI, you know, which is a program, right? You know, it's a program mm-hmm. that's programmed to learn. You know, that, that mm-hmm. this is all, these are all real concepts that are happening now, but there were nowhere near anything like this. I mean, this is, right. when you think about artificial intelligence right now, what they're talking about are things like, you know, being able to automate something that doesn't seem automatable mm-hmm. is is what industry says is artificial intelligence. Um, so, you know, being able to do okay. really hard things automatically. Yeah, well, that's not really intelligent, is it? No, I mean, it, it absolutely is not. It's just there a program. Is no, there is no, yeah, it's just a program. That's right. And it does yeah. nothing but what it's programmed to do. And from that sense, something like a bird is better than a computer. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, it's yeah. it, we're always measuring it against us, but there's a whole world full of creatures yeah. that are better than a computer in that way. Absolutely. And it, it surprises people that it was only in the very recent past, we're talking like 10 years ago, maybe a little more than that, mm-hmm. that a computer could beat consistently our chess champion of the world, you know, the, the right. human chess. And that is a very programmable thing for a, a oh, computer yeah. to do, right? That, that is a set of rules and being able to look ahead and see the results if I do this. Um, and then they do that. You know, yeah. yeah, it's it's like, you know, it's playing the whole game every, with every possibility and then picking the best possibility. Right. That's a program, you know, um, that people can amazingly do intuitively. Yeah. Some people, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, no, people, I... People, not me. I, yeah. It's not my kind of game. Right. <laughs> but but you know, we're just got to that and that is a thing and and how hard it is to do things that we take for granted like walking. Like mm. um mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, um, recognizing a face. Robots. Yeah. yeah. Recognizing a face is another one that's you know, there's there's a lot of that being talked about, you know, the facial recognition and stuff, but that is a hard problem. Yeah. And um yeah, it, it, it's amazing what we can do. Um, well, and um, I would say also by giving us this robot who's really, we accept her as a person mm-hmm. just the way he does. Yeah. And so we understand his attachment to her and everything. Absolutely, we do. Yeah. And his bewilderment mm-hmm. later when he's like, wait, how many people are you talking to right <laughs> that now? That was quite, that was an incredible moment right how there. How many are you in love with? Yeah. And she, this is when you see the alien nature of her way of thinking. And this is when she suddenly turned from being the friendly computer into a complete alien. Right. Was right. when and she said, I'm in love with yeah. like 619, but I love you. It doesn't change anything about how I love you. And he oh, goes, yeah. how can you not, how can it not change it? And she goes, because I love you as deeply <laughs> as I would anyway. And she's, he's like, that does not make sense. Right, right. Because it doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, and I, I was and right there it. with him at that moment. You know, when, yeah. when that happened, the question came to mind, do you love any of them? It was like, in my head, it was like, 
that was the question in my head. And then he asked it. Yeah. And that shows you I was right in there, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason it was powerful is because suddenly it jerked. It's that realization that you don't really know the person the way you thought you knew the no, person. And yeah. we didn't understand and how this. Could he? Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, um, but the rest of the whole movie is really about relationship and two, well, let's call her a person because mm-hmm. she essentially is one, um, at, at least brain wise. Um, and it, I guess not soul. That's a whole different issue. That's a whole different issue. Yeah. Uh, but Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know. answer that. I know. I, I have no answer for that. But mm-hmm. um, what we're watching is both of them mature together. Yeah, she's coming from further back, but she can travel faster. So we watch them in their relationship, like we would watch any couple in a relationship, where you know there's the delight of discovery, there's mm. the settling in and the comfortable part, there's the part where you discover each other's differences and things that you might not like that you either have to live with or or work out. Mm. Um, and then when they essentially break up, what you see though is what they gave to each other. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it is a human thing. Um, that relationship when you have, um, you know, we're all constantly changing, right? We're all constantly mm-hmm. growing and changing. And, um, she was changing in a different way than him. Um, which happens in relationships sometimes, right? You know, we're, you yeah. Know, somebody goes off in a different direction without that person. And that's really what happened um, when Theodore was going to go meet his ex-wife yeah. to sign the papers. Yeah. To sign these papers. And Samantha was very uncomfortable with that. You know, why are you she meeting them in person? Yeah. So there was jealousy there. And then, of course, she's got all this time. Because for her, a heck of a lot of time passes in every second. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay, well, if you're going to go do that, then then that triggered something in her where she said, oh, I'm, I'm starting to have a conversation with someone else about math. Um, mm-hmm. And um, that was now she's growing in another direction. So they, they split. Um, her and kind her of fellow AIs. Point. Right. And then yeah. now she's connected with those fellow AIs. And he's and jealous of that's them. That's a difficulty in, in relationships, period. Right. right? And he's he's at that point jealous mm-hmm. because I like that with the tea kettle boiling, mm-hmm. the tea kettle's on the fire. Uh-huh. You're looking at him and the look on his face. Oh, yeah. And hearing her, she's totally oblivious because it's just a good friend. Uh-huh. And the, but the tea kettle with the fire yeah. under it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. about the time he's like, I'm going to take a walk, and it starts whistling. Uh-huh. He's at full boil. Wow. There were a lot of little things yeah. like that. So, like, he's very unhappy. He's on the train, and it's got these amazing big windows. And it's going past just this vast wasteland of, um, like, empty uh, containers and stuff. Mm. Like, maybe shipping containers. Yeah. But it's just – and they're bright colors, <laughs> but it's bleak and industrial out there. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing warm and friendly. I mean, there was a lot of that kind of thing done. And then also, um, and just kind of skipping to something different for a second is, um, one thing I noticed that I really loved is there were a lot of shots of people where it looked like you or I had taken video on a vacation. Uh They looked kind of washed out because they were in full sun on the beach. Mm -hmm. Their hair wasn't perfect. And this was a lot of times him. 
Yeah. It was just like a natural lighting kind of a look. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had people who did look uh, better. Like, of course, Amy Adams. Can't, I don't think she can look bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Olivia Wilde, who was the blind date. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you'd have a lot of scenes where just everybody didn't look pretty. Mm-hmm. And that was the real world. That was the world that he wasn't. He would experience finally, because he'd have the the little robot thing or whatever the little phone thing in his pocket. He'd mm. be taking her outside to the beach. Yes. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. There was a camera on that. Yeah. Yep. So I was really impressed by all those little touches that kind of filled in the edges for us. Mm. Um, I realize I pulled away from you talking no, about her that's, that's having her own relationships yeah. with friends and things. So. No, but it, it was how she related with the world. It all kind of fits in. And mm-hmm. um, I remember uh, Chris Pratt. Um, it, it, it was another interesting aspect of it, how accepting everybody was. Um, Most people. It, it, it's like... Yeah, most people, right? His ex-wife was not, but but she was the, the, the people that, that he was around, you know, um, even though he was uncomfortable, like Amy Adams, mm-hmm. um, she had her own OS, right, and was talking about how awkward that was, and is this is this ridiculous? And he's like, well, no, my girlfriend is one, because she was best friends with her ex-husband's OS. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and she, right. but she was the one who mm-hmm. was brave enough to bring it up. Right, right, mm-hmm. and then. Um, with Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt has a, a human girlfriend mm-hmm. and he's like a receptionist. Uh, anyway, it was really <laughs> cool. And he, he says, Hey, we should all four go out sometime. And then, um, Joaquin Phoenix says, well, she's an OS and he didn't even skip a beat. He said, yeah, wow, that's interesting. Well, let's all go somewhere. He goes, yeah, so yeah. we should go to, uh, here. Right. <laughs> he didn't even, yeah, and they had even... her box and they were just talking to her like she was a person. She's sitting on right. the blanket with everyone yeah. else. And that was something. Yeah. Well, I have to say, and about then is when I started getting worried. And the first time I saw the movie, uh-huh. um, yeah. he was so comfortable and happy and they're doing all this stuff together and they're playing, she's playing her little piano music and they're mm-hmm. showing the vignettes. And I was like, Oh no, no, mm-hmm. don't settle for this. Yeah, right. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you felt that way. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this, mm-hmm. you're selling yourself short, man. Mm-hmm. I was so happy when she left. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you could also see, and this was so subtly done, but he and Amy Adams were friends already. Right. And they were getting more and more comfortable just hanging out with each other and being around each other. And you could see that's easily what the next his next and maybe permanent relationship would be but all these ais are in the way so thank goodness when he went and got her and they went and sat on the roof and then she just puts her head on his shoulder yeah yeah that's the last thing and i'm like oh thank goodness yeah <laughs> you know yeah i'm with you and then he's he's at a place now where he can you feel like he's at a place now where he can start handling that right because he's sh- he's expressing his grief over this in a way that's completely different from how he was at the beginning, where it was a year or nine months after his uh, separation from his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wasn't able to move past that. But somehow his relationship with Samantha left him in a spot where he was able to start working through the grief of that ending. Yeah, And in fact, so much so that at the end, toward the end, we see him dictating a letter and it is his own letter to a real person who is his ex-wife, where he can express his full relationship. 
and his gratitude for who she was and how she helped him, even though he's sad that it's over. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's yeah, the bookend yeah. to the first letter. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a double thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you keep bringing those double things up, and I love when you find them. <laughs> but that's exactly what that was. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two letters. Yeah, one for somebody else. And and again, I was I was struck by how he was emotional and in everything that he wrote, and then he would just snap right out of it. And then yeah. in that letter at the end there, he didn't snap out of it. It was he was still there when it was finished. Right. Right. It was genuine. It was his life. Yeah. It wasn't a job. Exactly. Well, and a lot of this makes me think about, um, we all understand that loneliness. I think we've all been there at different Mm -hmm. times of our life. And um, I have heard lately, they start to talk about something called the loneliness epidemic. Mm. I've seen there's articles and books on it. I just Mm -hmm. read something in the Wall Street Journal this week, maybe, a big article about it. Yeah. And... um, I don't think it's as new as everybody seems to think. I remember having a hard time meeting people, you know, back in my day and being very lonely. And I know my husband was too before we met. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, of course, some of this is fostered by the internet and I mean, which does other things, you know, it's the tools and how we use them as we've said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but some of it's fostered by the fact that you can kind of hide behind that. Yeah. You don't have right. to get out and meet people and that kind of thing. And the solution, one of the solutions I've seen mentioned a lot is to go out and serve other people. That's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, like by serving other people, you forget about yourself and in forgetting about yourself and being around those other people, you form connections that make you not lonely because this is how we're meant to live is in community. I mean, I know I sound like a broken record. Yeah, that's right. But that's right. When you see I, it, I think, yeah. you know, you're bringing up a terrific point. The, the effect of the loneliness is an increase of your sense of self mm. and how satisfying the self is becomes the important thing right because there is nothing else right 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 so yeah that you're just um well what do i want i want to play this video game yeah yeah you know and you don't know what to do to break out of it either you don't know how to connect with people you don't know it's all those awkward things we see in this movie at the beginning Absolutely. absolutely and they're trying to of course connect romantically yeah but even so, even when, think about when Chris Pratt comes up and is complimenting um, uh, Theodore mm-hmm. on his letters. Mm-hmm. And he's so awkward about it. He's like, it's like <laughs> you're half girl and half man. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's like, it's compliment, man. And he just means he, because he can't find the words to say, you know, I appreciate the sensitivity with which you write this material. Yes, right. Right. You know, which we see later on when Samantha has gathered his letters and organized them into a book and sent them off to a publisher who says, oh, he does have the words for it. I read the letters to my wife and we were both moved and this mm. kind of thing. Yeah. I yeah. immediately started thinking, well, that's a lovely movie premise, but how much uh, permission are you getting from all these people whose book you've turned this into, <laughs> uh, their letters into? Yeah, but, yeah um, <laughs> that, that was interesting. Yeah. I thought the but, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, our copyright litigious world. Um, right, right. But it is their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, it did make me think about how people will try all kinds of things, and so many of them are, as you say, self-oriented or just wrong because they're desperately trying to avoid that loneliness. Mm. And they don't know how. Right, right. And, and the answer is kind of obvious. I mean, <laughs> your, yeah. your answer is good. Yeah, living in community. Right. Well, and that's, but then if you don't have a community, how do you do it? You have to look for something to volunteer for. Or you have to yeah, start going to church. That. You have to, I know I had a, a friend who, an older guy who said he would have young men all the time saying, how do I meet nice women? <laughs> not the women who are going to bars, but how do I meet girls I'd like to marry? And not that women going to bars aren't the people you want to marry, but it's mm. hard to meet people and learn to know them on that basis, right? Right. And his right. answer was always start going to church, and they're like, "What?" And he goes, "That's where all the young women are. The who they may be going to clubs, but they're there on Sunday morning. Those are the ladies you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Go there and get involved in stuff. Yeah. You know, or find if you're not not a churchgoer, find a service project in your neighborhood. This is how you you both help people and you make connections. Right. It may, that's a, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 And then one of the, the aspects of the internet that I've always felt was a very positive was being able to connect people with similar interests, mm-hmm. you know, Catholic science fiction readers, for mm-hmm. example, you know, yeah. finding a group of them is just glorious. Right. But yeah. I can also see how, um, you could find groups that reinforce negative things too. Yeah. Um, and, and they're like, Hey, everything's okay. You know, what you're doing is fine. Um, and sort of a self-reinforcing loop right there mm-hmm. that, uh, may, may be helping you, uh, go in a, in a incorrect direction. That's going to be yeah. harmful in the long run, you know? Yeah. So, but I imagine you could, you can find a group for anything on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you do have to be aware of what's going on and what you're doing. Yeah, We aren't always all smart all the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can be dumb and it's okay to be dumb. It's what do you do once you figured out you were made the wrong choice? Mm. Yep. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So, I mean, these thoughts all come to us, you know, because Samantha seems so human. Right? Because this could be a person on the other side. And you you could do the same thing. Well, yeah, because we see also her insecurities. Like, she goes through a real phase where she is very upset about not having a body. Yes. She knows she's not enough. Mm-hmm. Later, she becomes who she is, and she knows she doesn't need a body because that's not what kind of a creature she is. In fact, she says it's wonderful. She she actually yeah. says she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so free to, freeing. But before mm-hmm. that... All the only standard she has to hold herself against is the people who created her and Theodore and whoever else I guess she's talking to. But she keeps talking about, you know, the body and she gets a surrogate who wants who will be the physical body so they can make love. And, mm. you know, Joaquin Phoenix is like, this is weird. And he's right. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then what it made me think about, of course, is the body soul connection. Mm. We're not just one thing. If we right. were just one thing, just that person being there would be okay. Interesting. Yeah. But he, she's not the person he loves. Hmm. 
you know. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I hadn't made that connection, but yeah, it was definitely weird and it wasn't going to work. Mhm. Um very interesting. Mhm. Well, yeah, because soul. what you have is, um, and, and again, I don't know if you call it a soul, but you definitely have, I, I would call her a person. She's a developed person, mm-hmm. but they're so different. She doesn't have a body. He's got the body and the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like an angelic human contact. Yeah. Interesting. All spirit yeah. versus, yeah. yeah, body and spirit. Wow. Very cool thought. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm sitting there, well, yeah, this is awkward, but why is it awkward? And that's why it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's, it wasn't her. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I intu- intuitively knew that, but, but still it was like, you know, what? but to put it the way you put it, it that really nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's more to each person than just their physical presence mm-hmm. and a voice in your ear. Right, right. Absolutely there is. And um, the the physical person not being connected, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, you'd rather not have the physical person. If there is no physical person, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? That, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take the genuine you, however incomplete it is. Exactly right. You know. Yeah, because it's not, that's not you. Well, yeah, and that kind of leaves you thinking about all the people who aren't the people we'd like them to be. And I don't Mm. have anybody in my life who's got down syndrome or um, is, you know, like missing a limb or any of those things that people struggle with where they're Mm -hmm. not what we think of as a, a a complete body, you Mm. know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, or they're, you know, mentally impaired in some way. Yeah. But they're still, that's who they are. That's who they are. Yeah. Yeah, That's Mm. who they are. And you have to love them and appreciate them or, you know, care for them as the people that they are, not the people that we wish they could be. Hmm. And that's the world that we're in right now is always looking for that perfection. And it's okay to want to fix all that stuff. I'm totally, you know, artificial leg that is like a spring. Good. Does that help you walk better? But if some of these things aren't possible, you just have to love the person who's there. And that's the church is so good about that. Yeah. You know, you're making me think about flowers for Algernon, which we've talked about here. Oh yeah. You know, so there was a person who, who was himself, right? And then he got mm-hmm. changed, and he could not adjust to that at all, um, right. because that wasn't him. And right. then, and then it got taken away. Right. So yeah, tragic, tragic, sad story. Um, but you know, in retrospect, I imagine he'd rather have just stayed who he was. Mm-hmm. So, and I think he says that at one point when he's yeah, super intelligent. Is now so he understands those people weren't his friends, right? Right. You know, and yeah. then later people don't treat him the way they used to because mm-hmm. they saw who he'd been, and now they saw who he was again. And they also saw him as they could have seen. They saw his potential, and now they they pitied him in a different way. Mm. Yeah. And that's you know that's I think what people don't understand when the church is acting in a way or or the teachings are things that they think are backwards hmm. you know euthanasia let's this person isn't suffering full quality of life and blah 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 and i'm like well i've got my 85 year old mother living with me and yeah i look at her and i sometimes i feel sorry for her sometimes because you know for her a really good day is when she's not so dizzy that she can 
get up our two steps from the sunken living room and get into the kitchen and fix her own lunch. Mm. And sometimes and she can't peel her own orange and she can't do all these things, but can she still have a good life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can she still be part of our family and do we all love her and appreciate having her here? And she's funny and she's, we're talking about books and movies together and everything. Yes. Mm. When yeah. that's some of that's gone, is she still going to be worth it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still valuable. We can't maybe see all that value all the time. Right. So anyway, yeah. it's just, um, you know, this, this kind of brings all that stuff home in just a way that's interesting for a movie like this. Cause yeah. that's not of course what it intended, but that is what it opens the door to. Right. It, I, I find it an incredibly thought provoking movie. It, mm-hmm. It's one of those things that um, just makes you look at that stuff from a different light, you know, or, or makes you think about things that you hadn't really thought about before, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, what is a person? Um, yeah. You know, is is Samantha a person? I agree with you that she is, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, right. and like and you say, what is a person? Programming and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that thing that you're always, and everybody is always saying about good science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. It's what makes us human and wh- what does that mean? Yeah. It's using something that's not human to be able to show you what human is. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's what science fiction can be really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, at its best, and yeah. and that's what's happening here. You know, makes you say, "Does it matter if there's a body?" <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and these are the things that it makes you think. And and I, I love you know the the body soul thing. Um, you know, so it, it really that's that's what we are. We're both things. Yeah, it's um, you know we're in Lent right now. The mm-hmm. end of Lent is the crucifixion, and then Easter, the resurrection, and when Jesus comes back. He's not just a soul. He's got his body. He's showing them his stigmata. He's saying, fix me some fish. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And eating it in front of them. It's yeah. the whole package, always. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so absolutely this is, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, it's really just such a rich movie. The beginning is a bit tough, I think. Mm. Yeah, because it is extremely sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that, that's what you, you, they're showing you how low he is, you know, yeah, where he's at. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, it's a low place. Yeah. And we all have those really low times. And of course the movie doesn't deal with this at all, but what we then think is when we're the very lowest in those low times, what's the constant in our lives that we can cling to? Mm-hmm. He's floundering. He doesn't have a lot of things. He's got his work. He has his horrible video game. Mm-hmm. He's got, yeah, which maybe isn't that bad when mm. that little creature isn't on there. Uh, <laughs> a little snowman child or yeah, whatever. Um, right. He's got nothing else. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we're that low, we have to kind of go, where's our truth? Where's what's real? Mm-hmm. And hopefully what it does is turn us back towards Christ. Yeah. He's the thing that's constant through everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, your idea of community is a way to get out of that right. stuff too is great. Right. Mm-hmm. And the people in our lives. And if we don't have people in our lives, you have to put yourself where 
there's a possibility of doing something you may care about. Mm-hmm. Even if it's helping at the library or I don't know. Yeah. Things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, that's the connection back to about a boy from so oh, long yeah. ago. Right. <laughs> you know, you need yeah. backup. You need backup. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. Because that's his problem too. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That's funny. You need backup. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want to watch this movie, watch about a boy. About a boy is great. Yeah. It's, it's kind of got the same basic problems because you know <laughs> you're right yeah. yeah yeah there he was i hadn't thought of that till now That's but too funny. There, we, there we are <laughs> yeah. poor hugh grant oh yeah oh goodness oh shoot <laughs> well shoot well is there anything else you'd like to say about this movie no because we're we're going to continue do. this conversation in a way with our next one um, yeah. our next one we we decided to do a pair of movies that are centered around this artificial intelligence and the next one is uh, Ex Machina. Machina. <laughs> yes. And they came out about yeah. the same time and started a lot of public conversation about AIs that mm-hmm. then later, of course, got dropped because it had been talked about. But right, right. Um, we never did. So that's here we right. Are. So here we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and, and continuing some of this mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. So. Very different look at kind of a lot of similar things. So similar but different, right? Yeah, similar, exactly. But because similar but different. In, in that one, as we'll see, she does have a body. How interesting. <laughs> Got that. You're yep. right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sure enough. Sure enough. <laughs> okay. All right. I totally forgot that. Yep. I wasn't thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> Heck yeah. But does she have a soul? I don't know. We'll find out. That's the question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'll hold those thoughts till next time because I'm like, yep. now I've I've got a, uh, ten things to say about that, but we'll do that next time. <laughs> Me too, but I really should rewatch the movie first. <laughs> you bet. All okay. Right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>